0: This is B.I.V. Today, the daily business show from the journalists at B.I.V. I'm Haley Wooden. Hospitality is one sector that's been hit particularly hard by COVID-19. And even though at least in B.C. you can go and stay at a hotel now, eat out at a restaurant, there's still some big questions around the future of the sector. And that's the focus of a recent report out from Deloitte, Canada. Joining me to talk more about the report and its findings is Leslie Peterson, a Vancouver-based partner with the firm, as well as Deloitte Canada's National Transportation Hospitality Services and Gambling Leader. It's a big portfolio. Leslie, thanks so much for coming on the show. My pleasure, Haley. Uh, one of the biggest questions I have at this point in time is what's going to stay, some of the changes we've seen, are they going to be around for years to come or are we going to revert back eventually to the pre-pandemic way of things we've seen in hospitality tell me a little bit about what's going on and and whether we'll ever be in a super crowded restaurant ever again or whether those times are behind us
1: yeah no th- i mean that's a great question a lot of people are certainly asking it you know um you know this is an unprecedented time and uh, in this kind of a in, the, in this pandemic and in this situation and and organizations have had to adapt and adjust Uh, in order to, you know, support the health of the customers and the patrons of their facilities. Um, You know, there's a number of different things that they've had to do to adapt to that, but really it's a foundation of building trust. And so through that, you know, trust is encompassing both personal, physical safety. It's also about um, their health and safety, safety of their data, all of those types of things as they've looked to evolve how they provide their service. And so what we've seen um, you know, in, in, in the sector, and be clear, our sector is quite large. It includes hotels, restaurants, um, you know, entertainment facilities, whether it's a sporting event or whether it's a casino. So all of these things, um, the foundation for all is the same, the, the creating that, that trust around safety and so um, the cleaning procedures that organizations have been putting in um, I expect you know there may be those are going to stay I would say that you know there may be some as vaccines are created there may be a little bit of lessening of those things but I do think that there is going to be an increased focus on ongoing uh, safety and cleanliness Um, I do think um, from a digital perspective a lot of these organizations have had to adapt into more of a digital um, a digital play. If they weren't before they got pushed there um, if they were then they're looking at enhancing how their digital services are, are being affected whether it's from the point of you know online booking or entry, whether it's a reservation in a restaurant or reservation in a hotel, all the way through to how they order the meal, um, how they access a room. So all of those digital things I think are going to be there and I think those are going to continue to evolve and develop.
0: And I know from at least the consumer perspective, just because in certain jurisdictions we have the ability to go out doesn't mean that people are yet at that level where they trust the experience they'll get or they're comfortable going out. What have you learned about how consumers are feeling and how they might be spending their dollars during this uncertain time?
1: For sure. So, so the hospitality sector is really about discretionary funds, and and as you can appreciate, um, you know, this uh, you know th- this pandemic has created potential, you know, uh, job loss, income loss, and so people are spending their money on more just disc- more non-discretionary items um, as opposed to discretionary items. So things like food, grocery, that type of thing, and so we're definitely seeing um, a change in behavior in terms of how they're actually spending. On um, other discretionary-like items around entertainment, what we're finding is through our state of the customer um, uh, tracker that we've developed is that you know 48% of individuals are feeling um, you know concerned about their own personal safety, and 58% are concerned about the safety of their families. And so that makes people second-guess about whether or not they do want to go out um, and venture out into you know broader populated um, set- settings. settings. Um, and uh, so, so sort of the questioning that. I think what we're also seeing is that, you know, there's a from a statistics perspective, you know, very, very few people are feeling safe about actually going out to a restaurant. And so, um, you know, there's, you um, know, restaurants, 32 percent of people uh, only feel only feel safe going to a restaurant. Um, we have 28 um, percent of people only feel safe going to a hotel. So there's still that pent up demand, but also that reservation about whether or not people want to to take on uh, going out into into the hospitality space.
0: Completely understandable. I know I've Mm -hmm. ventured out a couple of times to see what that restaurant experience is going to be like. It's very different and for very good reasons. I wonder too about how our expectations may be changing. It's kind of a different ambiance when you go to a restaurant (laughs) nowadays with the plexiglass and the masks and it's hard to hear. What do we expect and do we have high expectations of the hospitality sector?
1: Yeah, I I do think that, you know, there is definitely a bright side to all of this. I think this is an opportunity for organizations to to think about and innovate and think differently about how they provide their service. So, um, you know, as we think about, you know, back in March, I mean, everything basically shut down. But restaurants, for example, were able to reinvent their business to um, move to takeout, move to delivery, um, and so you know, as customers are coming into uh, into a facility, and depending on how they're using it, you know, they expect to see specific procedures in place. And so, you know, I, I went to a restaurant not too long ago myself, and so they've actually moved to a digital menu. So if you didn't have a phone with you or a tablet, you had to, you know, you had to actually ask for the hard copy menu, which they did have, but they were very reluctant to give it out because they have to throw it away, and so they're looking at these different types of mechanisms by which they're serving. So, you know, tableware comes to you rolled up in a napkin. Um, and so the experience, you know, they're trying to manage and, and still create a similar experience. If you go there for, for the food, the food is still amazing. Um, just how you're interacting with some of the, you know, the service staff is a little bit different and, and, you know, they're on the front line too. And so, you know, it's about protecting their safety just as much as it, as it is protecting the safety of the consumer.
0: I have to ask you, because you have gambling in your portfolio, (laughs) what does the future of a casino look like? I'm so curious about what's going to happen there.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, some of the casinos are now open across the, across the country. They're not yet open here in, in BC. Um, but I think it's going to be very much focused on, you know, what is that amazing player experience that they can create for someone to come into the facility? Um, you know, what is going to be different in terms of what they offer? Um, you know, what are the guidelines? You know, making it very clear about what the guidelines are. They're going to have to be followed from a safety perspective. And I think what you'll see is that you know people that were inclined to go to a casino in the past are still likely to um, you know continue to go into the facility and, and play as play as they will. I think it's pulling in those individuals that maybe you know it might be a you know not their first choice, but how do you get some create an environment or, or or an entertainment experience? that will draw them in and, and what does that feel like for them? So I do think, I mean, all the safety protocols, of course, have to still be in place, um, but how do you make it you know, an entertaining time for someone to come in, regardless of how much money you know, they have available to spend, but create the best experience possible.
0: I'm sure you've been asked this many, many times over the course of the pandemic, but what are some of the best practices recommended to businesses in hospitality that can help them not just get by and survive, but maybe even help them thrive in this new normal, so to speak?
1: Yeah, well, I think it's, you know, really, you know, there's a couple of key things. I mean, creating the trust and Um, leveraging your client base and making sure that they're aware of what you're doing is going to be key. So communication is very important um, in the sector. Um, If you take a look on the websites for various hotels and restaurants, the very first thing you see is what they're focused on with respect to uh, health and safety and how you can expect to be treated there. I think the organizations also need to demonstrate that. So they have to walk the talk. And so if people don't see that they're actually, um, you know, practicing the, the things that they've said that they will in order to ensure your safety. Then you know, obviously they're they're going to think twice about coming back. Where you think about um, things that they need to be thinking about differently. So um, how do they? So for example, if we look at a hotel, how do they look at creating offering something that otherwise might have been something that they would have to pay for? Um, how do you look at potential upgrades to a new, a different, you know, a, a different suite than what you've actually paid for to create, you know, that pull and that, that amazing experience? Um, how do you curate an experience? And so thinking about it from imagining the experience in a different way, so how much they might be getting out into, um creating Michelin star restaurant experiences as an example in in private groups. Um, So you're seeing a bunch of those different types of things. Um, So I think it's really about looking at how you can provide your service differently. Restaurants, for example, you may have seen this in some of your your travels as well, is they've now expanded out onto the sidewalks and out into the parking lots. And a lot of them are now starting to bring in musical entertainment to actually draw people in and creating a different kind of engaging experience out of in the, in the market. So um, people are trying and doing different things to try and just be innovative um, to still, and then also still complying with with the health and safety guidelines of the of jurisdictions that they're in.
0: Of course, uh, such an interesting, confusing, uncertain time. Leslie, thanks so much for okay. coming on the show to shed some light on what's happening in hospitality.
1: Yeah, my pleasure.
0: Thank you. That's Leslie Peterson, a Vancouver-based partner with Deloitte Canada and the firm's national transportation, hospitality services, and gambling leader. I'm Haley Wooden. This is BIB Today. Thanks so much for listening and watching. We'll be back with a new video and a new podcast tomorrow.